Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. Today I'll be speaking with Scott Steinberg. Scott has a lot of jobs. He is a professional speaker, a consultant, a futurist, a trends expert, and he is also the CEO of Future Proof Strategies, which is a consulting firm that essentially helps business leaders predict and plan for the future. As we know, time is increasingly of the essence in our lives, and we are required to absorb more information, address newer and more difficult challenges, and make swift and smart decisions. So we need a lot of information that is digestible and that captures our, our attention. And most of us can agree that nothing is more frustrating than feeling as though you're wasting your time, especially when you've traveled to attend a meeting or event. So I am going to talk with Scott about how to really shake up meeting content and presentation formats to fully engage, truly educate, and even delight our audiences. California is a place of what's new and what's next. Our history is filled with trend-setting, innovative, creative, breakthrough moments and accomplishments that literally reverberate around the globe. California's youthful, creative, now and next vibe is what many business leaders and meeting planners are seeking out when planning a group event here. They want to feel energized and inspired by California because that's what leads to innovation and big ideas. C-Levels and meeting planners are excited by the possibility that a little bit of the energizing, anything is possible, California dreaming attitude will rub off on their employees and attendees, inspiring and uplifting them to do great things. It also means the possibility of cutting edge, creative meetings and events that only California could pull off. Welcome, Scott. Thank you for being with us today. What you're talking about is the short attention span of humans, <laughs> and it has gotten shorter and shorter over time, and why can't we pay attention anymore? For sure. Well, I think you might lay part of the blame at social media, part of it, the internet, and possibly some at smartphones, but I think also the fact that we're being bombarded with thousands and thousands, literally, of marketing messages every day. Even as our job responsibilities are increasing, we're being pulled in more directions. Maybe we have more personal commitments as working professionals or parents. So as you might imagine, we just don't have a lot of time to process, even as we're being asked to deal with more curveballs than ever before. So I think we can sympathize and empathize a little bit with everybody because we're all more under the gun than ever. How do we how do we break that down? Like how do we take the boring long speech or the the dry lesson and make it engaging or make it something people can absorb? Sure. Well, I think we put it in more fun and familiar terms that everybody can understand to start with. And we also think about familiar stories and references that can help audiences understand how it applies to them and their everyday situation. The trouble is sometimes these things can seem very abstract. They can seem very complex and unapproachable. 
And really, if we grab people's attention out of the gate, make things a little bit more dynamic and engaging, and really distill them down to their basic essence and communicate them as simply as and succinctly as possible, then I think it will help audiences better glom on to these ideas. And if you think about it, you might have a speaker on stage for 60 minutes or 90 minutes, but really they're trying to impart one to three key ideas or one to three key action steps that audiences can take. And if you really distill things down to their basic essence, it makes it a lot easier to grasp and they can do so more quickly because those ideas, when you have a good analogy or story in mind, can often take just as little as 30 seconds to take root. Yeah. You know, you know what my pet peeve is? So many sessions, there'll be a panel discussion or something, and the moderator will say, um, we're going to make this really interactive. <laughs> and I just start laughing because saying it doesn't make it so. Because they don't do anything differently than they would have. They're just counting on people to engage in a dialogue, which doesn't happen organically. So how, how do you just really change it up so something is different? Well, you can, on the one hand, choose to surprise and delight. So if you actively engage the audience in two-way conversation by using like interactive polls, surveys, letting people throw out questions so things don't seem as readily pre-formatted or scripted, that can help. But of course, people also learn best by doing, by going hands-on and engaging in learning sessions. So a lot of times having fun games, activities, icebreakers, that can really help you mix things up. Also important, I think, to maybe shrink the size of some of the sessions where possible and give people more opportunities to interact with other people. That's really where you can score a win there. I think yeah. people just get tired of being talked at. And if you think about it, how quickly do we tune out? We all have Zoom fatigue these days, staring right. at a screen. They really want to feel like part of the conversation. Yeah. I've been in sessions where they try to make it workshop style, and the presenter might say, pick someone at your table and share the biggest pet peeve or whatever. You know, I think the first instinct is to kind of go, oh, I don't want to do that. You know? it's, I think people resist getting engaged. They resist it. Do you, do you agree? Do you find that? Well, I think it's important to break the ice, get people more comfortable speaking up, taking action, yeah. getting the sense that their voice is really being heard. The types of activities I do this around generally are designed to surprise and delight. So an example here would be, I'd say, hey, there's a table of three or four. You're going to be put in charge of a major corporation, could be in technology, could be in travel, and you're going to design a working plan in about five or six minutes for how this business is going to operate and recruit people knowing that we have a shortage of talented labor. Oh, and by the way, every five minutes, I'm going to ask somebody to come up and pull a card and that card's going to have a random disruption on it that's going to completely shake up your game plan and rock your world. Oh, and you really challenge yeah. people and get them out of their comfort zone. So yeah. it's not just about participation, but it's about throwing a few unexpected but gentle curveballs their way right. and really forcing them to think and be actively in Right. Yeah. And depends on what your objective, obviously, of the, of the meeting is. I went to one, like, management team strategy session that was a couple of days, and it was really fun. We had a facilitator doing exercises that kind of revealed who kind of took the lead and revealed your personality and how you work as a team. Other fun things that you can try is really getting people talking, put them at tables, and give them permission to role play. Not necessarily right. take on the same job responsibilities that they would have, but maybe think as if they were a CEO or to say, hey, we're going to challenge you with a scenario planning exercise. One thing to talk about cybersecurity and best practices, right. it's quite another to figure out what the heck you have to do when an incident has just occurred right. in the context of the exercise. 
Again, right. people learn best by doing. Experience is the best teacher. Let's talk more action. It's kind of a yeah. simplified way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about hybrid and virtual events. A lot of events have gone hybrid in the pandemic. And, you know, personally, I'm a bad hybrid attendee because, you know, if I've decided to attend virtually something that I might have gone to in person, what happens is I have it on my calendar, what I'm dialing into, and then I get caught up in something else and da da da. And then I realize I missed the first session and then I tune into the second session and I get distracted by something and then I realize I'm not paying attention. So that is really hard. You know, what are, what are some strategies for that? Yeah, well, absolutely. You have to get people engaged. You really got to grab their attention out of the gate and that can be by using humor, wit, something insightful, but you got to keep the pacing throughout the entire presentation. Yeah. And that means either having surprises, things that are going to keep them on their toes. You're going to have surprise call-outs, or maybe you'll ask somebody in the meeting to venture their opinion. But on top of it, it also means thinking about how do you shrink content and put it in more digestible format. So right. as a general rule of thumb, when you're talking about virtual or hybrid events, for every two slides of hard, actionable content, I like to have a little funny joke or relatable story in there right. just to keep people engaged and give them something to tune into that isn't right. purely staring at a slide or a screen or a talking. Yeah, I, I feel that I pay attention best when somebody is relating a scenario, like an, a, giving a real life example. And even if you had to make it up to illustrate the point, I think when you're telling a story, it's the storytelling aspect that gets people to listen. Oh, absolutely. Stories are what people remember. And if you think about it, they really are a form of mental shorthand. And yeah. so this is the reason why you hear so many quick quips and little parables. In fact, we were saying, oh, you can even make up the story. Well, guess what? We have entire best-selling business books that are basically fables. Oh. They're parables that are designed to teach mm -hmm. a, a principle around a fictional story. Yeah. The reality here is that, look, you know, if people don't understand how it impacts them, how it impacts their job, how it helps them in their role to be better, then it's very hard to get them to glom onto why they should be paying attention, let alone understanding what the bigger concept at large is and why it matters in a broader context. But if I can make it applicable to you and immediately applicable, even better, you're gonna have an aha moment and that's when the magic. Right. So as a meeting planner, mm -hmm. um, how do you impart this to a, a speaker? I mean, like how do you not fall into the trap of being the same old. For sure. Well, I, I think you explained to them that audiences are increasingly tuning out and the best way to get them to tune in is to speak with them, not at them, and to think about how you attack things from a different angle. So as a speaker on innovation and creativity, I'll often remind people that doesn't mean having to reinvent the wheel. You got 15 minutes for a presentation, that's what you got. But it doesn't mean that you can't sprinkle in fun videos or silly little Mm -hmm. pictures of cute cats doing things, just something designed to right. shake audiences out of their comfort zone and get their brain out of autopilot. And would it even be something completely unrelated, like some a, a cute cat? <laughs> just something where people go, ah, when you bring them back to the facing. Oh, oh, absolutely. I have fully used pictures of LOL cats in speeches. I can yeah. neither confirm nor deny if I use photos of my kid having a temper tantrum. <laughs> Anything that really gets people to sort yeah. of pay attention. If you think about right. it, we're right. on our smartphones a lot. We're dealing with all sorts of other things. We're distracted. But when you see something that you can't resist or can't look away yeah. from, it draws you back. Right. And if I've got you, that's my opportunity to connect and keep the dialogue moving. And by right. the way, that's a big piece of it, too, is to not mistake like trying to be more verbose 
for being more intelligent. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, simpler is better. Yeah. And and I think also speaking from your experience and from your expertise versus from a prepared document. I don't need to listen to somebody read something off a teleprompter. It it, it never works. I oh, mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's hard. Or, or even worse, reading off the slides. So yeah. I always look at the material that you have on screen as supplemental, what you are discussing. Ideally, it's a handout that you can use down the road. But on top of it, it's a way that people who are taking notes can quickly glom onto, yeah. write down, get the material without having to completely concentrate on what you're saying. It offers an adjunct what right. you have to present. I mean, hopefully they're paying attention to you as a speaker if you're doing your job right, but you can't guarantee everyone's attention span is going to hold. And by the way, this is just another form of device that sort of says, oh, there's information here and there's information here. And if I'm not actively paying attention and engaged, I'm going to miss some. Yeah. And when people feel like that's a possibility, well, guess what? They tune in. If you had to do a 45-minute presentation on handling disruption, how would yeah. you chunk that down? How would you use the 45 minutes? So what I would tell you is that human attention spans are such that you can get about one topic into 15 minutes, one subject that you can really get to stick with somebody. So I might break it up by talking about managing change and disruption for the first piece of it and how change is a catalyst for growth and innovation. It doesn't always have to be a negative. Mm -hmm. Then I might talk in the next piece about how do you think like a futurist? What does it take to see what is coming next and adapt to it? And then in the last piece, I might talk about actionable strategies because you want to leave them with takeaways that they can immediately begin implementing as part of their business or daily routine that can help them 10x productivity or performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what too much is missing is the, is the strategies. or. It's blather, 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 everyone's on their cell phones, and then you get the bulleted takeaways of the last slide, and everyone's taking a picture of the last slide. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, sure. We're, we're all yeah. afraid to put it up front because if you get right. the material and you're not going to listen to the speaker, and then we stick it all at the end because if we don't, are you going to actually sit through the presentation? I think what we're both talking about is finding ways to pepper more of those nuggets throughout the presentation yeah. and at a good cadence so that people are engaged, but they also don't miss anything and they want to stick around. Right. So what are the questions to ask when you're hiring a speaker? How do you vet the speaker? Sure. Well, certainly it's important to know that they are an expert in their subject matter. But beyond that, you also have to think about audience attention and engagement and types of things that they will be bringing to the table that other speakers could not. Because the reality is your audience probably is going to be more jaded than ever, more distracted than ever. By the way, they're going to be more picky about where they spend their time and attention. Yeah. So you need a speaker who's not only going to jolt you out of your comfort zone in a good way, but also keep things fun, engaging, and dynamic, but most importantly, get you thinking about things from new angles and new perspectives. So that could include questions about what type of content might you present, how would you present the ideas, what are the core messages that you're trying to get across. You can ask them, by the way, for some of their short jokes or quips or mm -hmm. some of the basic principles that they're trying to learn. You know, for me, I'll often tell people it's about simple change, big impact, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about having to be a genius in business if you want to get ahead. Mm -hmm. Going forward, it's going to be about being a little bit more clever and ingenious as well. And as a meeting planner, you want to listen for some of those, I don't want to say catchphrases because it, it shouldn't seem like it's can, but it should be about knowledge transfer in the program. And you're thinking about, oh, you know, in three minutes and five minutes and 30 minutes of interviewing this speaker, what did I learn? And by the way, what is my audience going to get if they get 60 or 90? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll have, have an industry expert and I'll interview them on stage. 
And I think that helps. I think people pay attention to that format. Oh, absolutely. But I, what you've touched on is an important point and that I oftentimes advocate for these Ask the Expert style formats or virtual fireside chats. Yeah. Because, again, I think it's a little bit more fun, relaxed, engaging than you would get if you were sitting there listening to a presentation with right. a beginning, a middle, and an end where they're trying to get certain messages across. Oftentimes, when you're in an interview format like this, if you think about it, my answers are being forced forced by you. You're not twisting my virtual arm, but just by virtue of the format that we're talking in into 30 second or one minute sound bites. Right. And by the way, that forcing function, the fact that we're looking to be more casual and engaging in the conversation, we're getting to the point a lot faster. Yeah, I think we can all agree that we're sick of the, <laughs> of the same old and uh, it just needs to change up. Also, I think that's going to be a slow to change thing. Do, do you agree? I, I think we're going to really struggle to get presenters to change. I agree, but I think it's partially of the systems that we're based around, right? Mm -hmm. Meetings have set formats, set plans. We've been training ourselves to operate them in similar fashion for decades. And by the way, not a lot of people want to mix things up or try and experiment right. with things at a time like this, where we're just getting back to semi-normal, knock on wood, and starting to think about how we get back into a regular rotation of live and virtual slash hybrid events as well. However, it doesn't mean that there isn't room to play around with existing formats or to say, hey, look, I've got a spare hour instead of scheduling a breakout session. What if I created some sort of speed consulting or speed dating style mm -hmm. format? There's all sorts of ways that we can play around with existing time I'll slots. I think what we forget as meeting and event professionals is that one of the greatest services we offer is access to thought leadership and thought leaders. But it doesn't always have to be prepackaged in a set canned format. We have all sorts of opportunities to play around with it and also to find ways to help audiences connect and absorb that information that doesn't fall into a predefined 30 minute or 45 minute slot. But if you have a speaker there, could they record some videos for you? Could they make themselves available to attendees? Could you get a bunch of podcasts out of it? Think about it, you've got these world-renowned thought leaders who are there for a matter of minutes or hours, maybe you've even got them for a full day. That's the value to attendees. Right. And then just thinking about all the ways that you can help partner with them to create compelling experience. Yeah, yeah. Can Tell me uh, um, about your pop futurist program uh, that you're yeah. introducing. Yeah, no worries. So pop future is a training and education program and a method of communications that basically challenges us to take what are typically dull, dry, boring, or complex business and technology topics and present them in a faster and more fun format that's more engaging and approachable and easier to understand. So basically, if you go to our website, which is futuristspluralspeakersplural.com slash popfuture, you can download a copy of the free book, Think Like a Futurist, which will tell you how to better spot and adapt to what's coming next and the instruction guide to this methodology we call Pop Future, which basically says, hey, how can we use art, forms of creative expression, maybe even silly gags, take very serious topics and accelerate the learning process and help people understand in minutes or even seconds what's currently taking them 60 minutes, 90 minutes, or even a full day of training. It's basically about taking concepts and using pop culture references and creative references to make them more user-friendly. Right. Would you say it takes a lot more effort to prepare something shorter <laughs> and better? <laughs> no, actually, and that's the irony of it. Right. So we're communications professionals, but in many ways, 
for such a futuristic world of disruption and digital transformation, we're still using 30, 40 year old communications methods to present and communicate ideas. In fact, you can create these short little videos to write up a little script and then in fact, you can go online and find pre-designed video that you can easily plop in and make like a, a little 60 second package explaining a concept. Very easy, very cost affordable. Mm -hmm. In fact, a lot of this stuff is either available free online, the creative assets you need, mm -hmm. or you can use online tools like Canva to help yeah. mock up all these screenshots mm -hmm. and, and infographics. And we're really just talking about cutting things down to their essence mm -hmm. and finding clever ways to present them. And, that really is as challenging as creativity is for you. Yeah. I mean, the, right. the whole point is to apply your personality. Right. So if you're more sarcastic by nature, that's one way to attack it. If you're more creative and visual, and you like things to be in very simple, easily packaged formats that you can understand at a glance, cool, that's fine too. But let me tell you, it takes a lot longer to present and put together a giant speech or a white paper or a training manual and it does a simple little 60 second explainer right. video that gets the same message across and less than and then people will be happy with you <laughs> they won't be they won't be growling because they're wasting their time and and i think that's what it comes down to we don't have the patience anymore for not spending our time well we don't have the luxury of sitting through a long presentation that's not worth our, our valuable time that's right. So, That's right. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, is we're all being asked to absorb more information faster than ever, even as we're having to face all sorts of new and novel challenges and we're being pulled in so many different directions. We need to cut to the crux of things and we need that education and learning and to become fluent in the subject right when we need it. Just in time learning is what we're talking about. And also we're saying, hey, think about this. How much do you just gloss over or skip over when you're browsing music on iTunes, when you're looking for movies on Netflix? Everything today is skippable. Unfortunately, yeah. even meetings, events, and presentations in many people's minds. Your job, your challenge, and Pop Future can help with this, is to jolt people out of their comfort zone to instantly grab their attention and to hold that attention and better engage them. Mm -hmm. And explain what your your business is um, besides that you're a frequent speaker. Are you? Do you consult on this type of stuff? Yeah, uh, so I run a management consulting firm called Future Proof Strategies. We bill ourselves as the futurist consulting company. And sometimes that means helping design products. We, we've helped create some of the most successful consumer products today as seen in 100 million homes. So if you have smart speakers in your house or intelligent thermostats, or you've got a smartphone that's a favorite, odds are our fingerprints are on that. Hopefully not literally, I hope you wipe them. But on top of that, we also will help companies get a better sense of what trends are coming next, like the shift to the fact that millennials and Gen Zers are the biggest generation in the workforce today. We're helping them understand AI and automation and robotics. So it's a mix of trends consulting, product testing. We also do market research. I'll often work with companies in the legal field to help them present complex ideas in a matter of seconds. And so we're just taking some of these basic principles that we have learned from the stage, where I often will have as little as 30 minutes to help an audience get up to speed with a complex concept and apply them to other methods of communication. Yeah. So. One more question. How, how do you think like a futurist? How do you teach somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's uh, basically your entire career. So if you could boil it down into your 30 second soundbite, that would be awesome. Second version. Well, I think the thing to remember is that we are all innovators and we are all capable of being futurists. You know, at the end of the day, when we get married, we think it's gonna last a lifetime. When we decide that we're gonna make an investment, it's not unusual to assume that we're gonna make money on it. 
doesn't always work out the way we planned. I would tell you that a futurist does not predict the future. They're not the corporate version of late night psychics. They are just somebody who says, hmm, let me challenge some of these assumptions a little bit sooner. Let me consider the strategic alternatives. Let me plan around that. And by the way, when you get yourself in that mode of thinking, when you ask more what if questions, then the better prepared for whatever tomorrow brings you will be. And didn't we all learn that in the last two years with COVID? If you think about where we've come from, where we were at, and how much change you have had to deal with and adapt mm-hmm. to in the last two years, and my book, you can go ahead and you can add the futurist certification to your resume. And I think that we all learned a lot. We all, you know, my team and so many others immediately learned how to do virtual meetings, demoing all the different platforms, companies we had never heard of. I mean, snapped into action and changed up everything, as did so many organizations. So it was it was a challenge, but a lot of people really rose to that challenge and did help themselves we recover faster, really, by you know, having experienced developing all kinds of alternatives for the what-ifs. Well, everything seems impossible until somebody goes out and does it. Yeah. And it's really about not saying, why go do that? It's why not? That one simple change in thinking can help you, I think, arrive at more clever, innovative, and resilient mm-hmm. solutions a lot. Great. Is there anything else that you want to add that I haven't asked you about? No, I I would just say I want to wish everybody all the best. I think we are on a good track. Again, knock on wood. Meetings and events, I don't think the future is going to be either or. It will not be live or digital. I think hybrid is the way forward. We also look at hybrid and virtual as an additive experience that can help you take content and programming to a much wider audience. So I think it's going to be a win-win for us. Yeah, that's that's how we see it, too. You're able to reach a much broader audience in location and demographic and everything when you, when you give alternative means of participating so yeah all right good stuff it's all good thank you so much for your time i appreciate it thanks for listening be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon